Welcome to Arranging Us with Carventa Collins, the show where Carventa breaks down ideas and views on women's topics in a demystified way. The key is to put things in a neat and suitable sequence to bring out the most satisfactory adjustments in women's lives. This show will enable listeners to affect change, create new awareness, and move right into action while keeping in mind the bigger picture of balancing family life, social life, and last but not least, spiritual life. Now, here's your host, your biopsychosocial life coach, Carvinta Collins. Welcome, my Arranger listeners. Today, we will speak about how stress can be detrimental to our psychological health. Now, just a reminder, I am not diagnosing anyone in this session. I am not a doctor, and this session is for informational purposes only. Nothing on this podcast is intended to substitute for treatment provided by a mental health professional. The purpose of my sessions is to assist women in making changes in their lives through supportive guidance. The information I offer is based on my life and work experience. Now let's get to it. Before I jump right into how stress affects our emotions, I want to know, as a woman, do you think stress creates mental storms more in women or men? Are you aware of your emotional intelligence when it comes to handling stress? Is stress something you feel you can balance? We are going to explore and demystify stress in an informal way while considering one of the five interactive forces, the psychological connection to our stress and health. Stress can cause mental storms in women that can become very detrimental to their health overall, especially the mind. Different types of stress can produce different types of effects, but some stressors produce cognitive, emotional, physiological, and behavioral changes that can harm our psychological health. Examples of detrimental cognitive changes include worrying, loss of concentration, memory loss, inability to make decisions, and other mental changes. Speaking on mental changes, let's focus on that part for now. Mental changes mean that an alteration in mental status refers to general changes in brain function. You can have poor regulations of emotions, unusual or strange behaviors, defects in judgment or thoughts, and disruptions in perceptions. And with all of that, you can start to manifest mental disorders that affect your life and your loved ones around you. Being more emotional than usual can change how you function or behave in your world. These behavioral changes, such as frequent arguing, poor work performance, overeating or undereating, usually create vicious cycles that amplify stress reactions. I mean, just think about it. Unhealthy behaviors and lifestyles, many related to stress, are believed to account for many premature deaths. Even having mood spillovers can be harmful because if you are still stressing well beyond the stressful event like old hurts or grievances, 
you can have trouble recovering and keeping the stress going causes chronic stress. I see most mood spillovers with women who are married. We sometimes can hold on to things our husbands have done that caused hurt, changed, or impacted us negatively for way too long. And it hinders our marriage by not letting it thrive in a more positive direction because we can't get over things that happened or caused some type of tension or stress. Remember when I talked about you stress in the previous session? Well, I do want to go into understanding not just what stress is, but how we perceive stress differently. It is good to quickly understand that different people react differently to the same experience based on their mental interpretations of the experience. While some find it stressful and are scared, others find it stimulating and become excited, and yet others may be unmoved and could care less about the experience. I use this matter because I found this factual when my family and I flew to Orlando, Florida. Now I, in the airplane, was stressed, okay? (laughs) I took some motion sickness pills and was very uncomfortable and nervous, and I definitely did not want to sit by the window. I do not like flying in airplanes because my mind races, you know, on how the engine can fail or the pilot can fall asleep. Just unnecessary thinking. And not to mention, I feel claustrophobic. It just seems like everything is too crowded. And that's how I can make an airplane ride a stressful one. Now my children were so excited. They laughed and played games and They even went to sit by the window so they could see how high we were above the clouds. Receiving the sensation of the high view got them going. And yet my husband seemed unmoved. He was not affected in the least. He just put on his headphones and called it a day. This means we experienced this event differently. I was more in distress. My children were experiencing eustress and my husband did not stress at all. What's the difference between us? It's the way we all interpreted the event. So try to put yourself in one of our categories, me, my children, or my husband. You will probably realize that those who could relate to me would be stressed at some level, perhaps even unconsciously thinking that how high the plane is can be dangerous and could result in a fall, injury, or even death. Those who relate to my children would be excited and probably at some level think that it is a thrill to see the scenery from a bird's perspective. What about the indifferent group that can relate to my husband? Well, they are likely thinking about how they need to feed the dog when they get home. So each group applies a different type of cognitive filter to the event and as a result, interprets that experience differently. Such differences help to explain why stress reactions to the same event vary from person to person. And now, it's time for Carventa's Personal Account Rundowns, where personal stories are humbly shared. Now, arrangers, sit back, relax, and let's begin.
Well, here is part of the show where I sometimes share a personal story of mine or someone else's. I can even sometimes rant about the topic I am speaking on. Okay, so, knock knock. This is where you'll say, who's there? Stressed said backward. Desserts who? Thank you. I needed it. (laughs) Did you know that stressed spelled backward is desserts? Coincidence? I don't think so. So my husband tells me that if I have to explain my jokes, (laughs) they are not funny. But I had to get you guys again with another lame joke before I get personal. (laughs) But seriously, that is one of my challenges right there. I know for me, when I am up under stress, I engage in unfavorable health behaviors like eating too much and paradoxically I experience disruption in my ability to initiate or maintain health protective behaviors such as eating healthy, exercising, or using my relaxation strategies. All of that goes out the door once stress hits me. The irony is that it creates a whole new set of stressors for me because after I don't perform well, I used to feel down about myself criticizing myself as a person and thinking I can never achieve what I want or need. I used to think of myself as a failure because of it. This became a vicious cycle with stress contributing to poor health and poor health contributing to poor stress. I had to find ways to effectively cope with my stress internally and externally using my emotional intelligence. So basically, I have this thing where I use my emotional intelligence meter to see the degree of control I have over my stressor reactions. So, for example, the less control I perceive I have over my stressors, the more stressful I perceive my stress. And it affects my emotions. And sometimes my emotions will go off the meter, but other times, I can be well in the middle balancing my stress and how I see the stressful event at hand. So right now, let's go back to what emotional intelligence is. It is the ability to understand, use, and manage your own emotions in positive ways to relieve stress, communicate effectively, empathize with others, overcome challenges, and diffuse conflict. So in my case, I would go over like 15 different emotions in my head to see where I'm coming from and to see which force is driving me. I start by seeing if pride is one of my main forces because pride is cancerous to the soul. I think to myself, is this making my stress more intense because my ego identity is trying to take credit at this particular time? Could it be anger, hope, reassurance, love, anxiety, panic, remorse, jealousy, disgust, embarrassment, joy, envy, or compassion. This is where I can see if my stress is eustress or distress and go from there to see how I should manage it or how I should handle it. As women, We all need an emotional intelligence meter and effective ways to respond to stress. 
I dare to say that the most effective way to manage stress is to manage lifestyle and complement it with detailed stress-busting strategies like the threat or challenge model I mentioned in the last episode. Now, ladies, I know you don't want to hear this, but exercising is one of the most powerful strategies for reducing the effects of stress. Now, when I use the word exercising, I just mean moving and working your body and not sitting stagnant because it is beneficial to our health as a lifestyle practice. And just walking, jogging, and riding a bike are some of the simplest ways that you can accomplish this. Now again, I know that everyone is different. And I know that when I tried to exercise, it stressed me out because I could not get my mind to settle and relax without overthinking what I was doing. I felt I was not doing the exercise positions correctly or feeling like my body would fail me. So that's when I started with just simple movements. I thought to myself, hey, from what I see recorded in the Bible, I only knew Jesus walking everywhere and that was enough for me. I don't see anywhere in the Bible that said Jesus was doing planks, push-ups, dumbbell rolls, or using exercise equipment. Or maybe he was, and it just wasn't recorded in the Bible. But don't get me wrong. I am not saying that we should not use these things. I am just saying that for me, I felt better by not overcomplicating it. And just simply walking was enough to start. And after I became committed to my walks, I then started to master other things that were a little bit more advanced. And truthfully, it is still a challenge. I even start to think about my emotional exercises that could keep me gaining a healthier mindset. They even talked about emotional exercises on health headline news on KPRC2 and how stress can make you sick. And here's the clip. Well, we know that a lot of stress can impact our thoughts and our mood. Right, but can too much stress actually make us more likely to develop autoimmune disorders? Health reporter Haley Hernandez here now with the answer in this morning's health headlines. Good morning, guys. So medical researchers have known for a while that what happens in our minds impacts our bodies from head to toe. The study looked at data from more than 100,000 people. People who were diagnosed with stress-related disorders were more likely to have problems problems with their immune systems or develop autoimmune disorders. Our body's response to stress initially causes alarm, then discomfort, followed by exhaustion. Doctors say we need to take care of our emotional well-being the same way we look after our physical health. We're a culture that looks at physical exercise very seriously. We want people to go to the gym, move their bodies, engage in cardiovascular exercise, a resistance training. We don't think about emotional exercises, keeping our emotions kind of tuned up, keeping our coping mechanisms tuned up. So doctors say if we can develop good, active coping responses early on, it can help provide a buffer from some of that stress. As the doctor said, we don't think about our emotional exercises as we think about our physical exercises. We need to keep our emotions tuned up, our coping mechanisms tuned up, and respond better when stress comes our way. So again, 
Walking and using emotional exercises can greatly benefit dealing with stress and using simple ways is key. Once you get the basics, you would then find your own way to get better as time goes by. What's that saying? If you do better, you get better? I just want to leave you with an understanding of how stress can affect you psychologically. Stress can come from your workplace, church functions, family events, family issues, school, internships, or anywhere for that matter. Stress can even come from trying to achieve goals, illnesses, and diseases. We need to find resources, strategies, and methods that uniquely fit our personal makeup that gels with our abilities, personalities, genetics, situations, and beliefs. I could just tell you, yeah, read a book. Download a calm relaxation app to listen to calming music. Enjoy a soothing bath. Try journaling. Sit in silence with your eyes closed. Light a scented candle. Don't get me wrong. They are all good tools. And trust me, the list can go on and on. But learning us as unique individuals is the first step. And that's why I do not recommend any methods here on my podcast because every listener is different. Now, if I did an individual session with you and really dug deep into who you are as a whole, we can set goals and techniques and develop an action chart to get you where you need to be when it involves stress. Do you know why I am very adamant about uniquely discovering your own coping style? Have you ever noticed or heard about how when a fly gets trapped in a window, it tries to move through the glass barrier repeatedly? It fails to escape because it can only see one solution, which it tries over and over again. That's how some women deal with their stress. Once they get or feel trapped in their stress, they unfortunately lack psychological flexibility and fail to create healthy solutions that are applied repeatedly despite their proven effectiveness. Most of the time, their ability to access or use appropriate coping strategies is warped. When they become aware of their stressful situations and the problems reoccur, rather than try new solutions, They viewed these repeated patterns as validating their sense of helplessness and pessimism instead of trying a different approach. Today, I just want to leave us with an understanding of what stress does to our minds. Ladies, overall, I pray that we can learn to become more aware of our stress and behaviors that were influenced by the stress and not let stress control us. The first thing we can do is again, try to find simple things to relieve our stress. The second thing is to discover your unique coping strategies that benefit you the best. And also, last but not least, use the 15 different described emotions, the ones that I used that I mentioned earlier to balance your emotional intelligence meter. I just know that if we simplify things simply, we will become simplified. At this time, I would like to thank my family, friends, and all the women who encourage me every day to be simply me and not to overcomplicate who I am. 
If you like how I broke down stress psychologically, please stay tuned for the next episode discussing how our social classes, culture, habits, and society affect how we believe, look at, respond to, and handle stress. Please become an arranger today. This podcast is growing out of hard work and created with love. You are so much appreciated, and I'll see you in the next session. Thank you for listening to Arranging Us with Carvinta Collins. By choosing to spend a portion of your limited time today with your ears and brain space, we hope this session has been beneficial and fruitful. Come back often, and we will appreciate it if you subscribe, share with others, post about it on social media, and rate and review. Please support us on patreon.com forward slash arranging us, or donate on Cash App using cash.app forward slash dollar sign arranging us. And most importantly, visit Carvinta Collins Life Coaching website to book an individual session on a budget at survivingscarssuccessfully.com. Again, the website is survivingscarssuccessfully.com to find extra resources and more products. It's very much appreciated. We humbly thank you for listening and remember to detect, check, affect, and accept what's going on in your life. Have a blessed rest of your day.